Hello and welcome to another episode of In Defense Of, a movie podcast. And today is a very special episode because I'm joined by my friend and comrade, Cody Bueller. Why, hello, Dan. Hello, Cody. How are you? I am good. Yourself? Good. As I understand it, you too are recording in a clothing closet. <laughs> it is uh, packed with my girlfriend's clothes, yes. <laughs> yes. So you and I, uh, we've known each other since 2012, 13, somewhere in there? Yeah, probably around there, yeah. We've uh, we've made music together, we've played in bands, and uh, we share a love of movies. And each other. <laughs> and each other, yeah. So Cody's in the middle of a move, um, but we wanted to talk Star Wars. Um on, I think, the last episode of Jury Duty, I would mentioned how I thought it was weird that there was a new uh, and final episode of Star Wars coming out this December, but nobody was talking about it. Um, but now that there's been a new trailer, some new footage, um, everybody's talking about it. So I thought we would weigh in, and Cody, um, I thought we could have some fun talking about our predictions and what we think might happen here. So, Cody, I guess to start us off, um, what did you think of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi? Because I feel like, I feel like that movie kind of like divided the fan base like right down the middle, more or less. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that movie. Um, yeah, I think it divided the fans quite a bit, uh, just from like friends and social media and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, after seeing the movie, uh, like lots of lots of conversations going on. Yeah, I kind of found that like the the loudest voices seem to be the most negative ones from what I saw online. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers out there that are just like making a living off of crapping all over Disney right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that it's gonna work for any massive franchise though. You're yeah, make a lot of a lot of people's attention and stuff like that off of uh, just talking about it in general. I think so, and I think so. I think maybe that's even part of the reason we're talking about it now is because <laughs> it's in in vogue. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think Disney Star Wars in general, I haven't been really really happy with, to be honest. Um, I just I still can't get over the fact that like the guy who created all of this, you know, George Lucas, the guy who like created all these characters, wrote a lot of the you know the mythos, developed all this stuff. It's just so weird to me that the ending of this saga is not in his hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it's a very weird way of doing things. Yeah. Because um, it's your vision and everything like that. You've had it for so long. It's been such a massive franchise. Yeah, and did you hear um, he came out recently and talked about what his kind of rough thoughts would have been if he had done episodes 7, 8, and 9? Did you read that? I did not know. So he, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, he said that he he had originally planned to go into like the macro universe. So it would have been like exploring like the wills and the medichlorians. Like it would have taken place not in like among people, but among like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but he basically yeah. said that people would have hated it, but it would have been at least complete. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like it's going to be about six hours long per movie. <laughs> and you're kind of just going to like stand up midway and just be like, why are these people still talking? <laughs> yeah, it would have been rough, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, like I feel like our generation always fantasized what Star Wars Episode Seven would be like. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had like, so many games and books and things and comics. The whole, you know, there was the whole e expanded universe. And even when you go to, like, try to add onto something that was made in, like, the 70s and 80s, 
mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to really make the same kind of movie because movies are made completely different now. Mm-hmm. The way that people's even attention spans work are completely different. Oh, totally. Yeah, if you compare, say, for instance, like the first Alien movie to like uh, Prometheus, they're completely different films. And absolutely, yeah. They feel different. The technology is different. They're shot differently. Alien seems like slow as molasses compared to it, you know, <laughs> um, but it, it still seems like a superior film, though. And it's weird. I look at the new Star Wars films and it just kind of feels like um, it's playing it so safe, you know, everything feels so safe and controlled, you know, and very manufactured to me. I feel like it's another thing to do at Disney where you can like, even though the older movies, I'm pretty sure have a PG rating to them. Mm hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, these ones having the PG rating and being able to want to bring the kids and stuff, I kind of get this feeling original Star Wars was definitely meant for an older crowd yeah, and not really trying to bring the children in there as much. It's like adult fantasy in a non-sexual way. Yeah. <laughs> adult fantasy, non-sexual adult fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird, man. I was... Uh... I remember my, I went and st- I took my mom, I drug my mom out to see uh, Force Awakens in theaters. And she was talking about how she had memories of watching uh, Star Wars when it first opened in 1977 back in like, uh, she, she lived in Vancouver. She watched it in like Granville. And, um, you know, she didn't like Force Awakens because she felt like it was just like a reboot. She was like, oh, this isn't like a continuation. This is just like the same movie they just remade it and like this was like thursday opening night too so yeah her reaction to it really made me feel bummed out about it too because i was like oh yeah you're right like it really is just kind of a new hope but like remixed you know yeah you hear that a lot about like just people talking about it in general as they're like i feel like i just watched the same movie Mm -hmm. made for this generation yeah and i feel like, as much as that worked for people, I also feel like it was totally the wrong thing to do, you know? Especially when you start to bring in those older characters, like when you start seeing Han Solo and later on in the second one you get to see Luke and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're kind of rebooting it, but then throwing in the old characters in there as well. It's It can get messy. Yeah, I think it did. Like, I really didn't, uh, for instance, I really didn't like what they did with Han Solo. Just kind of threw him back into that smuggling world. Um, That's just never what I would have thought they would do with that character. I always thought he would be, you know, like esteemed retired general who, you know, was... I, you just had you a just, kid you, takes care of his wife. Yeah, and his kids and, you know, yeah. is admirable. Like, it, it takes so long to actually see Leia at all. Yeah. And it's like, it, I'm pretty sure, I can't quite remember what they're saying, that they haven't seen each other in a long time, it feels like. Yeah. So you go from, like, that famous I love you, I know exchange in Empire Strikes Back. You go from that to, you know, him being chased by rolling meatball lizard things. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, why? <laughs> Why is Kanja Club after you? Why couldn't he be cooler? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, but we can talk all day long about this stuff in terms of what we wanted. But, you know, this is what we got, I guess. And um, as we move to... For the most part, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I think so. Because I just love seeing Star Wars on film. Yeah. But there's things like, obviously, that we've 
talked about in the past that um, kind of really don't fit and don't work out. But I've found my kind of way past them. Like, I've seen each movie a couple times now. Mm-hmm. And, like, while it, at first when you, like, originally watch it, you're kind of in that mood. You're like, oh, my God, I get to watch a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. You watch it a couple more times and you start catching things. Yeah. It it seems to me like the Star Wars fan base is full of two different kinds of fan. There's the ones that love to hate everything about it, and it's they they kind of get this weird kind of joy out of picking it apart and you know dumping all over it. And then yeah. there's the other kind of fan that basically just likes whatever whatever content is out there, no matter what. It's weird because there doesn't seem to be like any casual Star Wars fans anymore. It's either like you're a fanatic or you hate them. <laughs> and this <laughs> I feels. Think also a big thing to do because however you want to say it like nerd culture or whatever yeah has really changed from like even when we were kids like it's cool to like superheroes it's cool to like star wars now yeah that's true i remember in like elementary school and high school like saying that you like star wars or that you read comics that was not (laughs) that did not get you on anyone's cool list you know absolutely not no and cody you're i should say this like you're an avid avid comic book fan like you own any, you own more comics than anybody I know for sure. So yeah, yeah, I've been reading for quite a long time from my dad collecting. Yeah, totally. So let me ask you this, just out of curiosity, if there was, um, given the first two Star Wars movies that that Disney's done so far, uh, in, in sorry, Episode Seven and Episode Eight specifically, no, I don't mean like you know the expanded stuff, but um, yeah. is there one thing that jumps out at you that you would like to see uh, different? Like, if you could change anything about, like, Force Awakens or Last Jedi, what would you change? Uh, so far, honestly, I think I think that they, like, a little bit, uh, I think they went a little deep on the comedy parts in the second one. Yeah. Which feels kind of on Star Wars, unless you're thinking, like, Jar Jar Binks and the <laughs> other ones, but we just like to try to forget about that guy. Mm-hmm. In general, I definitely prefer these ones over the episodes for, like, the comedy style. Yeah, hey. Uh, but yeah, some of it felt a little weird and a little kind of took you out of the Star Wars world, which uh, kind of feels weird when it's more of a serious kind of show for the most part. Yeah, because like the the originals and even the prequel trilogy is quite serious. A lot of yeah, super yeah. serious stuff happens. Like you have Han Solo, like being himself, like he's kind of you know a ladies' man player doesn't really get along with people so you get his quirks every once in a while yeah but other than that there's not really any comedy from anyone not really no like i think 3po is kind of the comic relief but it's funny yeah because if you talk to like if you talk to like older folks that grew up with the original trilogy they they say that like 3po was really annoying like a lot of people say (laughs) that 3po was like their generation's jar jar binks (laughs) which is like hard to imagine for us now but you know because he's such a beloved character but back then like a lot of people found him as abrasive as we find like the jokes in like the last jedi or something that's pretty interesting to me. I've how, never how really thought about it that way, but I definitely, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's uh, quite loud, and like when he when he does talk, it's kind of just gibberish. And so I, I could definitely see uh, some people just being like, "Why is this robot in here?" Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
So yeah, if I was to change anything, maybe dumb down the comedy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I have some... It's interesting, Cody, because now that we're starting to get new footage for episode nine. Um, we have this this kind of like... I don't know if it's it's kind of like a sizzle reel. It's not really a full trailer, but it's kind of a sizzle reel. Um, and yeah. we got this is kind of the second trailer we've got. And I've been kind of noticing something. Um, I feel like a lot of what they've the promotional material they've put out for The Last Jedi so far has been really like damage control. Like it seems like all the stuff they've put out so far has been direct responses to to like what the angry fandom has complained about yeah it's almost like here's the little reel of uh things that you want to know that you you know you might end up enjoying you might not but it's kind of saying like make sure you go see this movie because those questions are going to get answered and that's exactly what i wanted to focus on for a sec because like i feel like people are kind of being tricked um yeah, but they don't. I don't think they realize it, and I mean specifically the people that are like angry, or at least think they're angry at at, at, at Disney Star Wars. Like, yeah. like um, a lot of people were mad. Like, for instance, you can run run through them. Like, a lot of people were upset that like Kylo Ren smashed his helmet, and lo and behold, one of the first shots that we get for the new film is the helmet being repaired, and mm-hmm. oh, and and you see like the red, you know, stitching in it, um. Cody, I thought it would have been rad if, like, Kylo Ren was, like, using the Force to hold that helmet together at all times. But if he doesn't focus on it, it just, like, crumbles off his face. I thought <laughs> I thought that would have been rad, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> um, that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Would be Dan. It would be. And what else? So there's um, obviously Ray training because everyone freaked out that Ray didn't train and all that stuff. So what do we get in this new trailer? You know, Ray's throwing a lightsaber at a training droid, and it looks like she's cut her hand or something. So they're trying to say, hey, don't worry, she's training and she's, you know, she's not perfect. And that's like, what else? I mean, she wasn't a perfect fighter in the other movies. No. Like when she was fighting like Ren and stuff like that, she could hardly keep up. There was the scene like where her and Ren fight all the guards in the red room there. Yes. And like, that was like probably my favorite scene in the movie but um yeah she definitely had a lot of skill for never really showing what she can do but i feel like that's also the jedi in her it's true i felt like it was pretty well established in force awakens that she's used to having to like look after herself and defend herself on jakku though it's yeah she's like a scavenger yeah and she she beats the crap out of some people with her staff and (laughs) as well as finn who's you know a trained (laughs) stormtrooper and uh, yeah, so I never really had a problem with that myself. Um, no, I, I honestly didn't even think about it. But again, this, this, if you look at the promo ma- material, it's pandering to that side of the fan base that they feel like isn't going to go see this film. And yet, it's funny because the same people that are like saying how angry they are about Star Wars are the same people that are making like reactionary videos to the new trailers and saying, you know, and applauding and, you know, whatever. Um, like what else is there? Let's one of the things I wanted to mention, which I thought was very interesting, is that Rose hasn't been shown in any of the new promo material. Which That is true, yes. I was really kind of shocked by that because I felt like Disney and, you know, <laughs> everyone involved in this film would want to kind of, you know, have her front and center 
to basically say, you know, flip the middle finger to all the people that harassed her online and thought, you know, she was, her character was terrible or whatever. Yeah, like if we kind of start hitting in predictions here, even of what's going to happen. Yeah. um, I could see her and Finn, like, staying together and, like, getting married. Yeah. Living, having kids, like, maybe show, like, future shots. Yeah. Um, Them having kids or something, like, even to the point where, because we all know Disney loves to sell merchandise. (laughs) They'll do anything to sell merchandise. Anything. They'll add characters into movies and everything. Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) like, I could even see in them being like, oh, yeah, here's a little feature scene of them getting married. And then you're like, oh, now get the doll set of them in their wedding gown and suit. (laughs) Yeah. So your little girl can play with them getting married. Totally. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But it's very interesting to me that you don't see her in the promo material, at least yet. At least yet. I feel like all this stuff is very methodical and very scientific. Um, th- there's Maybe just because they're not really seeing her as a main character. and they. Yeah, it doesn't seem kind like... kind of siding it off. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she's on the adventure with the core group there. Which, if we go back to episode seven, I'm going to totally end up saying one of these wrong at some point in time. So many episodes. Um, <laughs> if you go back and look at, no, no not episode, episode eight. Yeah. Um, uh, I felt that Finn, like, did about 50% of the things that he did in Force Awakens. Right. It's almost like they're like, we have too many characters, we need to cut someone back. Yeah. And then they threw in a love interest before him and being almost like, oh, let's play him at this angle because everyone else is already fighting for something. And what are we really going to do with Finn now? Yeah. And they totally hit the reset button on Finn's story arc. Yeah. It almost feels like they totally did that. You know what frustrates me is I had, um, I've thought about this a lot and what I thought was the natural story progression for Finn as a character, which I thought was super interesting um, I thought, okay, because Finn, um, was a stormtrooper. He was taken as a, from a young age, yeah. um, and basically raised up through that system and like weaponized more or less. Um, I always thought between the time space of episode seven and eight, my big fan theory was that Finn, um, and Rose, when they announced who Rose was, I was like, okay, so here's my thought. Finn and Rose were going to go off on a secret mission to a planet to liberate stormtrooper camps. I thought, man, how rad would it be if Finn became like this, like part of his, his whole agenda as part of the resistance was liberating these kids that were taken by the empire, like kids like him. Right. And then maybe along the way he finds like his real parents and his, his blood parents and his blood relatives. That to me was always like, it was right there. Like JJ Abrams just like put it right there. And it makes sense too because like it they definitely play it off in Force Awakens that you know obviously he's the stormtrooper who yeah. gets away and tries to be a good person you would kind of feel like they would go full circle and try to fix something with stormtroopers totally like he wakes you know i i honestly i feel like the biggest problem the, the biggest hurdle that Ryan Johnson faced was that they decided to set episode 8 like i don't know couple hours after the first one or you know it was like an immediate continuation and so he had like no time to 
to really grow these characters or completely displace them. You know what I mean? Like he had to start everyone at the same starting point as it ended at. That's what I thought was really weird was if you're going to have this big of a franchise, why do you not have the same person doing all three movies when you already Mm -hmm. know it's a trilogy? Totally. Yeah, we've all heard like the behind the scenes stuff, hey, of how how no one it seemed it seemed from like a casual fan perspective like no one really communicated on on a lot of the bigger picture stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding out hope that Finn in episode 9 liberates some kids, that liberates some, you know what I mean, like gets like there's this whole stormtrooper side of things. I thought how cool would it have been in episode eight if Finn and Rose and whoever else was liberating kids and their big bad and their B plot would have been Captain Phasma, who, you know, finds out what they're doing and then their whole showdown becomes that much more important because she's trying to stop him from, you know, shipping a bunch of kids off world from some military camp thing or whatever. I just thought that would have been rad because then in the last movie, you could have all these kids as part of the resistance and then you know that becomes a way for the new generation of kids to connect to the story because they you know you got kids fighting with the resistance there was like i swear cody this this plot point was like (laughs) gift wrapped and ryan johnson didn't even touch it no it's like he just said like looked at finn and just being like i could do cooler things with other people and what am i gonna do with you send you to a casino yeah, <laughs> and like like you're saying with like you're saying with Phasma, I think I don't think she's dead. Okay, because um, that was one of my questions here when we get into predictions. <laughs> I I honestly don't think she is. I think she'll return for an epic fight. Ooh. Maybe even like because it's Gwendolyn Christie. I feel like there's um, points where you kind of also need to see that. So maybe a fight scene, she gets like her helmet, you know, taken off or something like that, and she fights half the fight in her without her helmet. Do you think she's, yeah, like helmet and then no helmet, or is she going to show up with no helmet right away? Um, Yeah, no no helmet in general would be even cool, or if she shows up on the helmet and just, like, takes it off Mm -hmm. before she actually fights. Um, But I've always wanted to see Phasma turn good. Mm -hmm. Like, after seeing Force Awakens, um, one of my predictions for the rest, like the other two movies... For four or yeah, um, for like eight and nine, for eight and nine, yeah, was to see Phasma turn it around and help Finn, yeah, and like have an epic scene where she turns around her character too, and then even like with what you were saying, helping these kids that are in these camps and stuff like that. If you have Finn and Phasma kind of running the whole show, you got a whole lot of protection. Yeah, she she could have done like a total like self-sacrificing thing where like Finn and Rose are loading the kids on and Phasma turns around to face the incoming, you know, troopers or whatever, whatever's chasing them. Maybe even Kylo Ren shows up, who knows, you know. Be some uh, some cameo in a stormtrooper costume be like <laughs> Alan Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Let, can we can we just agree that like stormtrooper cameos are just like the most pointless cameo ever? <laughs> Could you imagine like those guys are probably getting paid to do this? I, oh, I don't yeah. feel like they're just gonna <laughs> come out and being like, yeah, I'll be in the stormtrooper costume. Like the the sheer like kind of comedy behind doing it 
Yeah. But I don't think that's alone. They're probably getting something out of it. It seems so, like, self-indulgent, you know? Like, did you see the deleted one from episode 8? Uh, I think it was Tom Hardy in the elevator. Um, uh, no, I did not. When he, like, slaps Finn on the butt, and he's like, look at you, you know, Captain, <laughs> whatever. No. All right, well, listeners, check that out if you want to know just how cringy Stormtrooper cameos are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know... I personally didn't mind Rose as a character. I just felt like the writing behind what they ended up doing just wasn't strong enough, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That whole Feel the same way. Yeah. That that whole like slow mo chase scene, whatever fuel. I have so many logistical questions about that whole movie and <laughs> but you know what? We got what we got. I mean, when you got a movie about guys with laser swords, it's uh you're definitely gonna have some flaws in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's always interesting to me to see what people have a problem with and what people don't have a problem with when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and a, a good thing kind of about Star Wars too, or uh, I guess it plays on the good and bad sides, is unlike like Disney Marvel movies, a lot of people that go to see them, or a fair amount of people never grew up on the comic books or read the comic books. They kind of base their thoughts off of the movies, but with Star Wars, they're all movies. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can, you know, like spread your knowledge with the comics, TV series, and all that stuff like that. But you can just watch the Star Wars movies and know everything that's going on. That's true. Yeah, and and there's, uh, it's interesting because I think people like myself, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. But I think I think part of the issue with this whole Disney trilogy is that. The people that grew up reading the comics, playing the games, reading the novels, you know, the the Thrawn trilogy, all the expanded universe stuff, the people, a lot of the people that grew up with all that material thought that this Disney trilogy was for them. Oh, or absolutely, that, yeah. Or that it should be for them. And Which it kind of should be. But... <laughs> it kind of should be, but it's a tough pill to swallow that that's just not what they wanted to do at all. You know, they cleaned house and then, but it's funny because now Disney's treating the EU like a, a pick and pull, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we like, <laughs> we like Thrawn. Let's bring him in. It's a double-edged sword because there's the people that grew up with it and had very strong opinions as to what it should be, myself included. Um, and then there's the new generation that are a lot more accepting as to what this new Star Wars is and a lot more patient with it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Cody, um, this marketing material, man, I mean, this most recent sizzle reel, to the best of my knowledge, is the first time that Disney has even acknowledged the Clone Wars and, like, uh, you know, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, it's showing off. Yeah, it's definitely canon. Yeah, they're very much trying to, like, like we said before, like, they're trying to get the butts in seats that they lost over The Last Jedi. Absolutely, um, yeah. We got Lando flying the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Again, all the sizzle reel shots of the original trilogy. It's funny because so much of the fan base right now, I feel like, is com- it complained for so long about Disney trying to do away with the old. You know, there's the whole message in The Last Jedi about, like, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Mm-hmm. But now all this new marketing is all about the past and all about, you know undoing a lot of that sticky stuff that really upset people in Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, absolutely. When I like watched it, the first like probably almost minute is just showing random clips of the other movies. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really, what? It, why are they showing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we've, we've seen the movies. Um, it's almost like, hey, guys, uh, do you remember that this universe is part of this universe? <laughs> do you remember Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're back. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, a lot of the stuff in there, because uh, I don't even think there was really any talking at all, right? Mm-hmm. And... It just showed kind of random clips, and they're all, yeah, like we're saying, they're all just clips of, like, stuff that people want to see with no context behind them. Yeah, no and context. Like, are they going to release one last trailer before it comes out that's going to show any sort of context? Mm, probably not. I think I think they'll do one more one. I remember Force Awakens had a, and Last Jedi both did, like, a pretty big one, but it wasn't until, like, um, like October, November-y, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So heading into episode nine, um, here's the climate. You got Disney trying to put butts in chairs and trying to pander to people that they kind of lost along the way. Uh, You have the new generation that uh, is just excited to see the story wrap up. And you have the hardcore uh, Star Wars fans that will literally enjoy anything Star Wars you put in front of them. That includes the books, the cartoons, and all the different iterations you name it. They'll just... Which borderlines my soul. It is, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard, yeah, because, like, I have opinions about them, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, more Star Wars. Give it to me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a really good time to be a Star Wars fan. Like, yeah. right now, there is, like, a Star Wars, like, themed land you can go visit. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> We never had this stuff as kids. <laughs> like, what was it a, a D twenty three? They had a, that's what it's called, right? D- yeah, yeah. D twenty three. They had a, a life sized um, X wing. Yeah, that you could sit in. Like, what kind of everyone's dream? Yeah, from watching original Star Wars would definitely be to actually sit in one of those. Yeah, that's true. I know. Like, Star Wars, yeah, the X-Wing, I wanted to own an X-Wing more than anything on this Earth when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, To me, it wasn't the Millennium Falcon for ships. It was like, I want to fly around on an X-Wing. Yeah, totally. If you can if you can kind of get over the, the icky corporate side of things, I mean, man, Star Wars is everywhere. You can have as much of it as you want. I was I was thinking the other day, Cody. I th- I think Star Wars is the only brand on Earth that you could literally get any physical object branded in Star Wars. <laughs> like there is no there is no physical object you could name that doesn't have like a Star Wars version of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like even they, a, they've thought of everything. Yeah, like in our cupboard right now, we have like R2-D2 measuring cups. <laughs> yeah, I got the Darth Vader and Stormtroopers salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like name an object and I guarantee you there's a Star Wars like iteration on it. You could can... live your life through Star Wars memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so as a fan, I, I, at that level of fa- fandom, like borderline fanatic, I feel like this is a pretty great time to be a Star Wars fan. Um So, um, that's the climate. Disney's trying their best, and from what I've been reading, it seems like J.J. Abrams really swung for the fences on this film. I really hope so, and I, you know, I do really trust them. So, let's talk about predictions um, for Episode 9, and... It's where things get spicy. Yeah. 
And um, we're going to, um, I'm just going to say a spoiler warning, because if you're one of those people that doesn't want to know anything going into the film, I would suggest shutting this off because um, A, we might talk about some things that have been in the trailers and B, we might say something that ends up being true. And if that's the case, that's kind of a bummer. I don't know. Or even working our predictions off of uh, even slight rumors that have been working around. Yeah, we may talk about rumors, but if it's like a straight up leak, we probably won't talk about it because we, you know. No, I definitely avoided that. Yeah. (laughs) So this will be leak free, but maybe not necessarily spoiler free. So listen at your own risk. But let's dive. Let's do a deep dive into Star Wars Episode Nine. So here's what we know, Cody, and then I'll let you kind of jump in as to what you think is going to happen. Did did they give us a runtime at all? Um, I think it's going to... Yes, I well no, not an exact runtime, but I think uh, John Williams talked about having something like two hours and forty minutes of music to do, or something crazy like that. Oh wow! So not quite Avengers Endgame, but it's going to be up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've Disney has revealed a Sith trooper, a red stormtrooper. So we have to factor that into our predictions. Um, we have the returning voice of Palpatine. Um, hmm. Yeah. We have, like, what looks to be a fleet of, like, hundreds of old-school Star Destroyers. <laughs> um, we have uh, Ray as what looks like a Sith with a double-edged, um, unstable kind of lightsaber. That yeah, the thing looks uh, real dangerous to use drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And um, we got, uh, yeah, we got Lando back, obviously. That's big news. We have, you know, some some repurposed footage of uh, Carrie Fisher returning as Princess Leia. So, Cody, what is what do you think is going to happen in this film? Well, I don't Start know, really know how they're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Scene all, one. All two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Tell me the movie. I'm going to light a fire with a crackle in the background. You just tell me Maybe the take story. a nap and I'll listen to it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do? I should just uh, I should just throw like some John Williams music in the background and we'll just like audio drama this thing and play all the characters <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to some quick audio clips to try to get some voiceovers here. Yeah. Want, want them sounding legit. Uh, I think a big thing is addressing Carrie Fisher. I... Not really sure what they're going to do with that. I almost feel like they're going to leave it alone and be like, yeah, she's off doing whatever. Right. Um, She's like, you know, she's hit that age where she shouldn't be in this fight. She should be safe Mm. is kind of what I think they'll do. And she's been training Poe Dameron for so long to really be a leader. You see it throughout the whole second movie where uh, she pretty much has all of her trust in him. And yeah. I honestly think he's going to be the leader of the resistance. Oh, and, interesting. Um, possibly, I feel like they will kill off a main character. And my prediction, it could be him. He could be uh, even sacrificing himself for whatever reason, because that's just the kind of person he is. Wow. So so Poe's short character arc would end in self-sacrifice. I, I could see it happening. Like I kind of had in my mind that it, if anyone was to die, if they were to kill a character, it could be either Poe or Finn mm-hmm. in I some think, sort of sacrificing way. 
I feel like Finn's safe just because he tried to self-sacrifice himself in The Last Jedi. That is true, yes. So it'd be lacking the the punch. I was like, oh, he did it this time. (laughs) Crazy guy. No crazy lady to crash into him this time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... Rough, rough story outline. If you're if you're looking at this from a point of view of like, what's the bones of the story here? I think a lot of it is going to be figuring out, uh, still figuring out uh, who Ray is as a person hmm. and uh, what grows inside her, um, mm-hmm. and her connection with Kylo. And I think I think we'll see a lot of them still kind of continuing. Uh, See if they're going to work together or are they against each other? Do they have the same kind of motives? Um, I feel like they'll touch base on that even more and obviously reveal something in some sort of way that um, will push their story. But I think it will follow with them quite a bit because Ray's basically the main character. But if if we're getting, you want you want to get deep into my Ray thoughts right now, or are we kind of? Oh yeah, let's let's go deeper. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's let's jump right in. Yeah. Uh, I find fun with Ray. Um, my possible kind of wild prediction is um, that Palpatine could could almost like be uh, inner in some sort of way, maybe controlling. Which I also find could be the the thing with Kylo Ren is Palpatine is inside his head, inside his body, almost even controlling who he is as a person. Because you kind of see breaks of Kylo Ren where it almost seems like uh, where you got like two personalities, like a split personality. Oh, yeah, like schizophrenic. Schizophrenic or, kind of yeah. vibes. Bipolar. Yeah, yeah, like bipolarness or something, uh, mm. which could be kind of him just like the actor doing his thing. That's the way he kind of feels like a darker person should be. Mm. But um, I think Palpatine has something to do with it is my prediction on why he's there. Um I think he could have possibly uh, been, like, controlling Snoke, mm-hmm. Kylo Ren, like, stuff like that. Um, Ray, it's kind of hard to say. She hits that dark side in the, uh, once again, kind of spoilers if you don't want to watch it. Um, uh, at the end of it, it shows Ray in a hood looking pretty dark and menacing, and she's got... What's basically Darth Maul's lightsaber mm-hmm. that, um, for some odd reason, can like is like on a swivel. Yeah, which I I don't know what it would like help if it was upwards and you just had two sabers beside each other. Like, how do you even hold that? Um, I don't know. I don't really get the reason behind it. One of them could be they can make some badass toys. That's um, true. <laughs> That's definitely. Yeah, that's definitely a toy seller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what that kind of showed me was like, huh, does she have something to do with Darth Maul? Right. And like, is Darth Maul her father? Is she have some sort of bloodline of Darth Maul? Is Darth Maul going to be in this movie? Because if it does, mm. it's literally going to blow everyone out of their seats. Because um, that's like one of the characters that they keep pushing back into the animated series. And I feel like... For a lot of Star Wars fans, Darth Maul is, like, the number one favorite character. Which is interesting because, like, besides being cool-looking and good with the lightsaber, he's kind of a boring character. Like, we don't know... I mean, up until the Clone War cartoons... He never talks. 
Yeah, you like, don't really know a whole lot about him. He's yeah. kind of just like uh, when you base a character purely on aesthetics, that's it's not a lot to build on, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then they totally change his personality in the cartoon. So your prediction is that rape is possibly related to Darth Maul. Yeah, either it's that's kind of mm. what I'm pushing. Like it's it's obviously really out there, but but I feel like they're just uh, screwing with me with that lightsaber to make me want to think that. Just like but they've why? done for the other trailers where but it shows characters ring? do stuff. What is that ring she's wearing, Cody? I didn't even notice the ring. You didn't notice the ring. I didn't oh notice the ring. I wasn't okay. I wasn't thinking about Lord of the Rings. She's wearing a ring, Cody. <laughs> yeah, definitely did not see any ring. So is Darth Maul okay? In your in your in your estimation, is Darth Maul going to be in this film? Is he somehow alive? Um, maybe not alive. Maybe uh, he could pull a Force ghost like everyone else seems to do in the Star Wars universe. Because no one's ever really gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with Jedis and whatnot is that like, a lot of them practice this Force Ghost thing and they can pretty much kind of appear how they want. They're not necessarily alive, but they are a conscious being. Yeah. I have this image in my head that I feel like is going to be in this movie of like all of like the past Jedis we know and love from the previous films are all going to show up as blue Force Ghosts and... You know, all charge forward like that ghost army and return of the king. <laughs> they, <laughs> and could, gonna, they could yeah. do that and have like an epic battle with uh, uh, Kylo's knights. Yeah, like either then... Kylo's knights or some sort of, yeah, something or other. I just imagine this onslaught of like, oh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and we're all like, crapping our pants because we <laughs> see all these characters we love <laughs> and they're all just in pure Frodo. beautiful ghosty CGI <laughs> yeah <laughs> and one yeah they uh, whatchamacallit Ray just looks at the camera and says like for Luke and then they all <laughs> run and we all cry <laughs> <laughs> see that's another thing I'm thinking about Luke is um, has Luke been force ghosting literally this entire time has he been dead this entire time Whoa, that is like, a theory I have kinda, not heard before. He's kind of off on this island by himself, and he cut, or and uh, Ray goes to find him. Like, does he just like make himself appear there? And because even if the like, obviously they kind of show the scene uh, when Kylo runs up to him and mm-hmm. like thinks that he just like defeated Luke, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's just still standing there, and he just like brushes off his shoulder. In yeah. the most Disney way possible, <laughs> um, is it is it because he forced ghosts this entire time and he's been dead? Wow, I've actually never heard that. That's actually a really compelling theory. That whole astral projection thing—that's a real game changer. Yeah, you can. Oh, we uh, have definitely changed everything. We have no idea how that's going to come into play in this new episode. You know what? This is actually probably a good time for this question. I have one of these. Okay. Um, What do you think is going to be the most intense new Jedi uh, move that we see in this film? Like, what's going to be the craziest new Jedi power that they introduce in this film? Because you know they're going to do something. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I feel like they haven't really touched a lot even on the Jedi factors in the last two movies. It's true. Um, 
that uh, YouTube channel, Red Letter Media, they did an episode nine kind of discussion prediction video, and they seemed to think that there was going to be some time travel in this film, which upon me thinking about it more and more, I felt like it was a bit too... I feel like if they do time travel, I would almost like be tempted to walk out and be like, this is where my Star Wars ends. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I do not want to see any time travel. Yeah, I. whenever I think about the Star Wars films, I always, based on what we've seen, I always take like the Occam's razor approach, like the simplest explanation, because I just feel like... People see one one piece of footage and wildly speculate six ways from Sunday, but what it ultimately ends up being is always usually the simplest answer. Um, I'm gonna. Okay, you want to hear? I think it's a thinker. I definitely want to hear yours. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with being able to like multiply yourself, like astral projection, but that projection is able to actually like interact and fight. Yeah, yeah. So like Ray can like clone herself, like split off and have like two of her fighting somebody. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. That might that would, be a bit too ridiculous. I but. don't know. I feel like that would actually work in this in these movies, something like that. I definitely could see that. If she could move fast enough between two points, she could vibrate fast enough to be able to actually like clash <laughs> with, <laughs> with two different points. <laughs> and then, you know, it didn't show her doing any training sessions, so she's not going to be able to use it probably. She'll probably just end up hurting herself, right? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we haven't seen much of super speed. That kind of happens in, like, Phantom Menace, but then not really anywhere else. Like, Jedi can do some super speedy stuff. We could see some super speed. I could see that in, like, uh, some sort of sweet lightsaber battle. Like, it, uh, it almost kind of seems like, uh, Kylo and Ray are going to have some sort of battle again. Looks like they're duking it out. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely could see some sort of really sped up Dragon Ball Z-esque battling. Yeah, as long as we don't get like Matrix camera spins, yeah. we're okay. Okay, so I have some thoughts about Episode Nine, Cody. I want them all. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking at the top of the film, we probably get Ray training, and we probably get. Uh, Princess Leia's uh, quote-unquote send-off, as it were. I don't know what exactly that looks like, but I feel like when you're opening the film... Well, the opening shot of the film is always like something in space. So the opening shot of the film is probably like Supreme Leader Kylo Ren yelling at Hux over something. And being then, a like, sad bom- boy. Being a sad boy and bombarding a planet, looking for Ray or looking for... I think he's looking for something. I'm going to go ahead and say that he's looking for like something to do with the emperor um then you cut to ray she's training and she's learning some cool new tricks like throwing your light what's that new costume uh no i don't well maybe yeah maybe maybe not yet. maybe not yet yeah she'll just be like doing a training montage um then i think I, i think you gotta at some point in time uh, introduce the Knights of Ren. So I figured the Knights of Ren, there's been talk that they were like possibly coming back from somewhere. There's been talk about this place called like the, what is it called? Like the Beyond or something? It's which, like in which Can- is why I could see like the Star Destroyers and then also like the the Red Stormtroopers. I could feel like they're the ones guarding the Knights in a way. Yeah. Okay, in the, in the first trailer, is Kylo Ren, is he not like killing one of the Knights of Ren? 
Like when he like grabs that guy and kind of slams him down with his lightsaber? It could be, yeah, because um, touching kind of more on, uh, I don't want to take away from what you were saying, um, but Kylo's, like like I was saying before, confusing me, like confusing thoughts on if he's a good person or a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's some point in the movie where he's chosen the light side and he's helping mm. fight. Like, and he just like rips through the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Like he could almost be an, almost like, say if you even brought in my other theory that he's possessed, he kind of becomes unpossessed and you could have a scene like, just like shows up and be like, my name is Ben Solo and just like starts destroying oh. every bad person he can see. If he says my name is Ben in this film, I will be like super, <laughs> super pumped. Yeah, because those Knights of Ren, they got to go. We got to get them out of the way. And I think it's going to happen early. They're going to get destroyed. Yeah, and I think Kylo's going to do it, 100%. So we find out that the Emperor... Okay, uh, from the best I understand it, it seems like maybe the Emperor is either A, like reincarnated as a younger self, or B, he's like his essence is somehow still around. It's tied into the Death Star. Force ghost. And it seems like there's this hidden fleet of star destroyers that have been like in the outer, like in the outer reaches of the galaxy or something, you know, like beyond the outer rim kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, that's all just a vision, and J.J. Abrams is trying to make us just all talk endlessly about nothing, <laughs> which is also a possibility. Which is what he does did with the Force Awakens because he didn't like he showed you lots in the movie, but he made you question it all. Yeah, there's this one shot in the Force Awakens trailer where Maz Kanata is handing a lightsaber over to somebody and it just never happens in the movie. <laughs> I, I so hate when trailers do that. Like I don't but, I don't mind if it's like a comedy part and then they come like in the actual movie they switch the joke. But yeah. when you're putting in scenes that aren't even in the movie, almost feels yeah. like wrong. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Especially when you're trying to predict stuff and get into it. Yeah, it's false advertising. But maybe they'll use that Maz shot in the new film because they t- they said that they had repurposed footage from Force Awakens for Last Jedi. So maybe we do get that scene of Maz explaining where the lightsaber came from. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Maz does say in Force Awakens, oh, that's a- an interesting story for another time or whatever. True, true, yeah. So maybe that would be kind of cool because then you get a Luke and Leia conversation like right in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking race training, um, and then Force Ghost Luke shows up, and they have a nice exchange where he's like, "Oh, your training is going well. You're," he's probably gonna say something like, "You're stronger than I was when I was training," or you know, something nice like that. And then he's or gonna he'll throw say up something, some sort of joke, be like, "Yeah, <laughs> strong as me, but uh, not as wise." Some dad humor, <laughs> yeah. And then he'll probably say something like, look, Ray, you can't, the time is coming. You're going to eventually have to face Kylo. Oh, and by the way, there might be this thing called the Emperor who might be still alive. Do you think he has like blue milk all over his face while he's doing it? (laughs) (laughs) He's just 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 dripping down from his beard. He's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) you can't you can't always choose when this whole force ghost thing activates (laughs) this this altitude 
It's like I was just hitting uh I was hitting hitting the greens, hitting the links with uh Qui-Gon before this and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so they have this exchange and then Ray has to rejoin with um the resistance or something. And then you have to my hope is still that Finn somehow gets re-entangled with the stormtroopers and actually goes and does something about his upbringing. Yeah. If they don't address that in some shape or form, because there's that um, there's that new lady that joined the cast of this movie. Um, is it Naomi Aki? Who's playing Jana? Uh, I um, remember she... hearing something about an actress, but I didn't actually look it up. So there's this um, there's this there's this lady that's been cast in this film. Uh, I think it's Naomi Aki, Jana's character we're talking about. There's been a lot of speculation that she is um, Lando Calrissian's daughter. Okay. But my hope is that she's actually Finn's sister, um, or somehow related to Finn, and that they meet because he like. Um, I just want him to reunite with his family, man. That's all I want yeah, he, out of this whole movie. <laughs> he's become so good and done so well. You're just like, give Finn some, give Finn some love. Yeah. So, I think, um, but I think there's also got to be like a ticking clock scenario where Ray and company have to get to something before Kylo and his army of whatever does. Um, Star Wars but, is definitely about racing to a destination. Mm-hmm. It happens quite yeah. a bit. Okay, there's there's two key fights between Rey and Kylo that we know of so far in the trailers. The first one is on that desert planet, um, where she does the like flip over the Tie Fighter kind of thing. Um, and then there seems to be another fight between them on what is most definitely the Death Star debris, the second Death Star debris. I'm assuming. Where do those happen in the movie, Cody? If you're if you're writing this sucker. Um, I'm thinking, uh, we'll get one probably about halfway through. It's kind of hard to say really to, to get that full length out there. I think, uh, that they could push it near the end though, but almost to that point where you almost feel like the movie could be coming to an end and then something yeah. massive happens and that lasts another, like say half hour. Does it not seem weird that they fight twice in this film from what we've seen so far? It does feel like, awkward. Like, I, it does make me question, like, what's going on with this movie? Like, why do they fight twice? Is there really mm-hmm. enough room to fight twice? Yeah, and then what does that mean for their overall character arc and development, you know? Yeah, because like, they, they've already fought, what, twice now, eh? Yeah, and there's not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of tension because Ray's beat him both times. So it's not like there's a rivalry there. She's obviously like <laughs> better than him. Like <laughs> so it, it's almost like a brother sister argument kind of thing. Yeah. So either in their first fight, Ray either has to lose or she has to choose to let him live for some reason. I don't see an alternative. I don't see Ray. You know, I don't see anything besides that, you know? Yeah, it's like Kylo's still going to be able to convince Rey uh, that he's not her enemy, like he kind of mm-hmm. does in the second one. Is is he constantly going to be able to keep playing head games with her? Right. Yeah, it's really Which confusing Which seems like something me. he's like the best at is his head games. Yeah. So I feel like the racing to either resurrect or stop the resurrection of the emperor 
uh, incarnate is what my kind of thoughts are so far on what we've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if we have like a Horcrux situation here or if it's like <laughs> some kind of uh, essence imparted into, I don't know. I, I really honestly don't know. I think um, Palpatine's probably the most confusing part of all this. Do you think it's like a search for Spock kind of thing where they he like is being reborn as a kid and they have to like do some ceremony <laughs> to like get his force back into him or something? <laughs> yeah, you Palpatine is the... Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely the most confusing part of this whole movie for me. Yeah, I'm because not sure, like, obviously from my wild theories of him being inside of people, controlling people, that's really all I can even, like, come up with at this point on why he would even be in it. Yeah. So from what we've seen from the trailers, I'm going to go ahead and say that Dark Side Ray is just a vision, nothing more. I really don't think a lot of people have been dissecting the like the crap out of that, but I honestly think it's just a vision to make us all yeah. question it. Yeah. Um I don't think that Finn and the uh shoot, Jana? I don't think that Finn and Jana are actually looking at those star destroyers in that shot because they show the star destroyers and they show them in the Falcon. I think that's two different things. I do not think that they're in the Falcon staring down like a field of star destroyers. <laughs> If they were, um, they'd probably all die. Yeah. <laughs> and I think 3PO having red eyes, I have a theory about this because we've seen some theories about 3PO like care. We've seen some pictures of 3PO like carrying everyone's gear. I have a funny theory that they um, they swap out 3PO's like uh, protocol module for like a combat module. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes his eyes go red. And then he's just like, you know. He's action con- he's droid. He's controlling the ship. Yeah, I don't think he's dark side. None of that kind of junk. I literally just think that they're like... They're just like, they, hey, let's they make act- the robot do it. We're human. Yeah, they just put him into combat mode, and then we we get some funny Anthony Daniels, you know, die, Jedi, kind of stuff <laughs> like he did in, uh, in Clone Wars. I really want to hear him yell, die, Jedi, scum. Yeah, or I don't know what he'll yell. He'll yell, he'll, <laughs> he'll yell something, but I don't think he's evil, like... For whatever reason, like Star Wars, we're so used to like, as soon as we see something red, we immediately assume that it's evil because yeah. that's what Star Wars tells us. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just don't think that's the case here. Again, the simplest solution is just that they've made him like combat mode. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of so, want to see the return of a uh, purple lightsaber too. Right? Well, I mean, nothing's off the table. Sam Windu Jackson could show works up. with Disney. Yeah. Windu could show up, um, you know, anyone could use a purple lightsaber. Man, Finn could use a purple lightsaber. Who knows? <laughs> like, there's really, everything's on the table here. Um, but I think this whole thing comes down to big giant battle, like Endgame or like Return of the King or like any other big franchise we've seen <laughs> Any in fantasy last... movie. <laughs> yeah, any fantasy movie. <laughs> so on one side, you have, you have um, a ton of stormtroopers sith whatever palpatine's essence puppeting people who knows and then the other side you have a bunch of ghosty jedi people that we all know and love and they've all been de-aged and they look weird but we're gonna deal with it because it's what we get (laughs) (laughs) and then they're all gonna clash together in some big epic battle um or not. I don't know. I could be totally out to lunch on this. But that's kind of what, what my heart tells me is the fan service must be very strong here. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
I feel like that's kind of the only way of finishing it off because they have plans on uh, extending the universe past this in their own trilogies and stuff like that that are uh, what seems like it's going to be many, many years in front of this so none of these characters will even be alive anymore. And they'll exactly. get their own thing. So you kind of... I feel like you need to do a fan service in a way where you could be like, hey, come back for more. Well, that brings up an interesting point, and, and this will kick off. I want to get into some very specific questions I have for you about this because I made a list of questions about um, very specific things in this movie, and I want to know your thoughts on this. The first to lead off with, because we just mentioned it, is Cody. Does Ray make it out alive of this film? Absolutely, 100%. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, if if they are to kill off someone, I one hundred one hundred and ten percent believe it will not be her. Okay, see, I kind of think that she might not make it out of this film. Um, reason being is I know Daisy Ridley is super overplaying Ray, and yeah. I know that for any future movies, they have to clean slate. If Disney wants to move forward, they have to close this door tight on the Skywalker saga. Oh, absolutely. We won't see any of these characters anymore. Ever again. So I feel like we could see Rey do some sort of self-sacrifice thing for Kylo. I could see that happening. And maybe her demonstration of that self-sacrificing act is what turns him good i don't know do you think there's a brother sister thing there or more of like a love connection i think it's more of a love connection i'm def i don't i i would be very surprised if they ended up being related uh, not even like i don't even mean related just uh just like their connection like they feel oh, yeah, that, like th- brother brother sister kind of thing or do you think they're more actual love I think it's more actual love. The one thing I've had a really easy time buying in the new Disney Star Wars is their connection to each other. They, them, not only are they both great actors in this in this series, yeah, but they're like, both great. Like they are very similar. Like they're both these outcast types who are forced into these fantastic situations without really wanting to actually be there. Like Kylo seems very reluctant and very forced into all for lack no no pun intended forced into like all the you know the the position he's in and stuff so i have always like really enjoyed their connection and their their uh (laughs) their will they won't they you know kind of thing yeah i'm really curious uh i'd say uh like i'll go ahead and say it just to kind of get it out of the way but um poe dameron is 100 percent my favorite character we can we can get into that more later but um Mm -hmm. Uh, the most interesting arc that I find is definitely uh, their relationship. Not even necessarily who she is, who her parents are, or right. her plan or anything. It's that connection with Kylo that I'm that I'm really driven towards. That I need to see, need to see it through. So Ray lives. Your camp Ray lives. I'm, I'm going to go ahead Ray and lives. say, I'm camp Ray does not live. <laughs> just just for just for. Do fun. we get t-shirts? Um, well, you know, maybe if I'm right. <laughs> Again, though, if you're listening to this, that might be terrible news. You might think I'm horrible for even suggesting it, but <laughs> you know what? Honestly, man, anything's on the table. Um, I'm again, like it's it's tough because whenever you're talking about Star Wars, it's very difficult to even come up with any original thought because everyone is all over it. But 
you know, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think Ray's getting out of this movie. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. So my first question is, will we finally see funerals? You have Han who passed away. You have Luke who's presumably passed away. And because of the, because of the time space between Force Awakens and Last Jedi being so quick... Do you think we're going to get funerals at the start of episode nine for those two beloved characters? Um, I honestly feel like uh, if J.J. Abrams did the second one, that he mm-hmm. would have threw in a Han Solo funeral scene. Yeah, agreed. Is the things that I kind of get from J.J. Uh, I feel like he'd work work out something like that. Which, agreed. Which also kind of pushes that whole weird, why would you get someone else to do the second one? <laughs> okay. So do you think at the start of nine he's gonna kind of do a flashbacky kind of thing, like start the ser- start the story back then, I, or do you think he's not gonna bother backtracking? I think it's too late. Yeah, like hey. he dies in the first movie. Hopefully, who's ever listening to this would definitely watch all these movies already. Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he di- dies in the first one. Nothing. In the first 10 minutes. No, just kidding. (laughs) No, 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 just kidding. (laughs) Um, But they don't push anything in the second one. I feel like if you did it in the third one, it's all, it's on, it would almost be like, okay, you're just uh, filling your screen time now. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I agree. Okay, next question. And this one, this is a, this, this is an important question. This is a very, near and dear question to me is where is r2d2 where is he cody he hasn't been in the trailers <laughs> i think he's, he's probably a... uh, turned off again because he's super sad no <laughs> i could see That's him so uh, sad. i think he'll be with poe Man, it's so sad. R2-D2 is like the Pikachu of Star Wars. Oh, you know? absolutely. He's just like, aww. <laughs> oh, man. But he's kind of got like the Charmander vibes because he's super sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best of both. Oh, it's a... So, okay. I th- so, sorry, I sorry. Can you say it again? Uh, I think he's... he'll be Poe's droid and uh, whatever ship... Uh, Poe's gonna be if they give him a new one because you know merchandise, um, right? <laughs> that yeah, because uh, yeah, this sh- ship got blowed up in uh, episode eight. Yeah, so if he has something yeah. new as the leader of the resistance, and then has R 2s little head popping out of it. Mm. But then BB eight and BB 8s new little buddy, I can't remember. I don't know if that thing has a name yet, but his little buddy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I so... totally forgot BB eight even existed until right now. Well, this is the thing is like all the old, all the old icons are being kind of pushed aside. So I'm like, where's R2-D2? My, I think my theory on R2-D2 so far is that, um, I think maybe Rose is in more of a command position and she's kind of like commanding the rebel fleet a little bit more in like some of the bigger battle stuff. And I'm hoping that R2-D2 is kind of like by her side because I think the two of them interacting would be like super cute and super fun. Yeah, I can see that working out. If she like speaks droid and R2 is kind of sassing her and she's like <laughs> sassing him back. I feel like that'd be a ton of fun for those two. Yeah, I could see that. And then Finn kind of getting in that mix too of being like almost like 
all right, I guess you two are uh, best friends. I'll just uh, go do something <laughs> <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> uh, is that okay? Yeah, because that was my next leading question was, what is Rose up to in your opinion? Because uh, it doesn't seem like she's off adventuring with the core three. So I almost feel she... like she's just going to be, I don't know, running and gunning alongside Finn and not really doing much. Like, my, it's kind of like cool that he has this interest and it, it's showing, uh, it's giving Finn some sort of family in a way. But yeah. like you, you just added a whole nother character that you have mm-hmm. to put, put in at some level. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you look at Marvel's history with all the Avengers movies, they've somehow managed to, I'd say, keep every character have a very well-done story. Yeah. But I don't feel like she's important enough to really have her own kind of arc. Well, the tough thing with Rose is that her arc was very kind of wrapped up with the bow in episode eight. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Where she wanted to smash this planet because of she didn't like the way everyone was living, and you know, kind of wanted to, kind of wanted to do justice for her sister's death, and like at this point, but, I feel like she's just a tag along. Well, this is why I think you need to put her in a position of responsibility to give her like something more to do. You yeah, know, yeah. Because there's so many tag-alongs at this point, like droids and people. Like, <laughs> you have to give her something to do, otherwise she's, you know, she's gonna fade into the background. Yeah. And and if JJ doesn't use her at all, like I feel like that's gonna like light the fan base on fire. So like she has. You to be introduced doing something this person. Important. We got angry about it, and then you just did nothing with her. Yeah. Right. That would be. That would not be the right move at this point. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe, Kate, hear me out. Maybe Rose is the the commanding uh, the resistance now. Like, if Poe's able to go off on his own little adventures, like, who's calling the shots of the rebel fleet, whatever's left of them? Yeah, she could stay, like, home base connection yeah. kind of thing, yeah? Maybe. Because mm-hmm. that's... Commander Rose. She's not really a fighter, so I could see her definitely staying in something like that. Yeah, and she's got, like, the heart to, like, make the kind of the tough calls but make the right call maybe yeah. i don't know because she does you know I have, I have pretty strong opinions about that scene where like she crashes into finn and says that little speech I, I, but at the same time that does kind of speak to a bit of leadership quality as to how like she would lead the resistance so yeah for sure okay okay next question where has lando been where has he been <laughs> Why is he only showing up now? Yeah, like why is he not with Leia or anything like that? Where is Captain Where has Captain Fanservice been? <laughs> I I don't think it's going to be uh anything necessary. I feel it'd be like, "Oh, I was off uh <laughs> I was off gambling some more or something." It's not going to have an riches. explanation. Yeah, I do not think there's going to be an explanation. <laughs> I was waxing my Porsche when I heard about a fight. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, what do you do? Where has he been? Do you think he shows up because he hears about Han's passing? That could be a thing, too. Like, if they do go down that uh, funeral route or something, he could be there, and then they kind of connect with him there, and he stays with the group, which would be an interesting way of adding them in there because, yeah, I'm lost at a point on how you could just bring him in. 
that's the only reason I even thought to like, you know, bring up the funeral thing is because I couldn't in my mind from a storytelling point of view, I couldn't figure out how else you would like casually reintroduce this like super important character from like the original trilogy without there being a really good reason why. And I feel like Han's passing is that reason. Does he show up and be like, I heard to Han's, Han's past, I've come to take my shit back. <laughs> and then Finn's like, yeah, one movie ago, where have you been? <laughs> Hanging out with Ryan Johnson. Hitting the iron, getting ready for his episode nine debut. <laughs> okay, so, okay, we covered the Will, Phil, Will Finn liberate stormtroopers. Is Phasma alive? Okay, here's an interesting one. Is Snoke alive? Uh, no, I think, um, I think he's done for, uh, I honestly going back to my other thoughts that Palpatine was just controlling him. He was kind of the body that he was in and Snoke is just a nobody, nothing. Maybe Snoke's just like kind of the husk of a person, like a puppet. And the reason he looks so like frail and messed up is because he's just been like Sith puppeted for so long by Palpatine. <laughs> by Palpatine, yeah. And I feel like that's a pretty satisfying explanation to who... dies so easily. <laughs> He's such a punk. Yeah, like like his <laughs> life didn't matter. I feel like because Palpatine didn't even care. Like he's gonna yeah. come back and be almighty and do whatever he's planning all along. And this is kind of how maybe he even kept an eye on Kylo. Mm-hmm. Cause Kylo kinda, you know, always um worked with Snoke and in the way and uh I feel like Snoke would have gotten his head without anyone being able to know that it was Palpatine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, my next question. Now to talk about my least favorite character in the entire new Disney trilogy. What is General Hux up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, and is he still acting like a cartoon character? Yeah, that's a... Very interesting one for sure. Because um, you got Supreme Leader Kylo Ren now. Why would he even keep someone around like Hux? Because Hux has always wanted to like be that in his position, right? Mm-hmm. So with Snoke out of the way, why is Hux in this film? That's that's kind of like my question. Just doing his slave work, I guess. Yeah. This brings up an interesting point because I recall watching like the original Star Wars movies and people come and go quite regularly between the different episodes, especially on like the Empire side. You know what I mean? Like people just kind of show up and they leave or they're, you know, choked out, whatever. Yeah. And with this one, every character is still there. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason in the new Disney trilogy, every character has to have some sort of overarching significance. And it's so annoying. I think that's them <laughs> once again pulling on pulling the Disney Marvel thing. It's like, hey, we did it here. Let's uh do it with Star Wars. It exhausts me. If this was the original trilogy, Hux would have just like not been in this new movie. They wouldn't have been able no to afford this many actors. <laughs> no. But no one would have even thought about it. They just would have been like, oh yeah, he's probably you know, people would have filled in the blanks and we just would have kept moving. Yeah, because like obviously he pretty much lost his rank. He, he doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why is he in the movie? But the other He's thing not... is, with people these <laughs> days, if they don't put him in there and they completely not have him in the movie, someone's going to go on YouTube and be like, where was Hawks? Like, why does he not exist anymore? 
this is stupid. Oh. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's something we've all gotten used to. It's it's a real shame, you know, that we need everything spoon-fed or else we're not like happy because I feel like the first trilogy is just so full of mystery and, you know, uh things to speculate on. Okay. Um this is kind of an easy this is kind of a kind of a throwaway question, but it's worth talking about. Um in this new trailer, we've seen A-Wings, we've seen B-Wings, which are my favorite, love B-Wings, and we've seen old Star Destroyers, hundreds of them. Cody, why is everyone using this old crap? That That is a good question. I feel like um, maybe at this time and age, there isn't uh, anyone making ships anymore of sorts. Is the resistance out of credits? <laughs> the resistance is pretty destroyed right now. Like they kind of need to, you know, they need to revamp their lives and uh, get some more people because I feel like the resistance isn't really much right now. They don't have an army anymore. Uh, I feel like we're guaranteed to get a line where Poe says, "Like, let's see if these old ships hold together." You know, because yeah. they're using like scrap A wings and B wings from like that are like thirty, forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got just like hundreds of people behind him doing like the Hunger Games salute. <laughs> from that shot that we uh, <laughs> from that shot that we saw, that's very few uh, ships to take on whatever threats coming in. Like that doesn't seem like a big battle to me. That shot that seems like an early battle shot. Yeah, with like the the like the bad guy ships coming in. Yeah, because like they never address like that that Hosnian system gets like wiped out in Force Awakens, and then the world at large doesn't seem to acknowledge the severity of that situation. You know, like an entire system of planets where like apparently like the the Republic was gets like wiped out, and you would think that in Episode Eight the Resistance had the full backing of whoever in the galaxy was left that wasn't part of, like, the First Order. But that doesn't happen. So I'm wondering, in Episode Nine, like, is the Resistance really still a ragtag group? Like, why do they not have, like, some major backing now? See, that's kind of like what I was thinking, kind of going back the way they haven't really built anything new because they don't have anyone. Um, how did they really work on making an army which could also right. kind of push your thoughts of uh poe taking all these people and building a resistance and turning mm. all these um stormtroopers and stuff into good people that'd be cool if you had like a bunch of like kid and teen uh fighter pilots that were all like a part of the imperial camps or whatever or the whatever first order camps yeah and it would and almost then, like, be like um it's almost like a Jedi Order school over all over again. Yeah, and why would Disney not do that? Because they're trying to connect the new trilogy for like for kids to watch, right? Yeah, because you need like, Jedi's to continue. You can't do Star Wars without Jedi's. Yeah. So imagine you have like all these like converts from like the stormtrooper camps that are all flying like old X Wings and stuff. That would be like total fan service. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Slowly pulling this train into the station, but I do have a couple more questions here. Um Carrie Russell is in this movie, and she's been cast as a character named Zori Bliss. So my question is, who is Zori Bliss, and why does she matter? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard rumors that, uh, so this is, if you uh, don't want anything spoiled, I'd maybe suggest, uh, you know, maybe doing a lap around your house and come back. 
<laughs> um, but I've, okay, go. I've, heard, I've heard that Gary Russell's character uh, has to do with Poe Dameron in some sort of way. Ooh, okay. Um, and uh, which also seems to uh, have issues uh, with Finn because what yeah. I have heard is John Boyega has been very upset at the way that um, because they, they have like a an epic bromance yeah. and apparently there's something to do with the past uh, that Poe did that affects Finn in some sort of way and John Boyega yeah. himself was apparently livid and um, was very unhappy with the way they wrote it. Really? I haven't heard any of this. I just heard it. I'm, I think it was today. Um, I honestly read like a small headline. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'm completely wrong and uh, screwing it all up. Oh, man. You heard it here first. This is an exclusive. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Very interesting. That's more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah, I've, I've heard something about, uh, yeah, about Finn not being a happy with Poe and it surrounds this character in some sort of way but the internet's just filled with uh, rumors and people trying to make things up and right you just don't know I was kind of hoping that she would be like a she'd be working for the resistance as like a bounty hunter or like a a scout who's trying to find whatever Emperor Palpatine artifact that they're after or something like that maybe she's even like a a first order turncoat or something like she used to be you know a a imperial spy or something i thought that'd be kind of a neat art yeah yeah we need more turncoats man like more like defactors and whatever i think i love that i like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. okay so here we go i'm just gonna throw this at you this has been a rumor since i don't know for like the past year um is Matt Smith in this movie? And if so, is he playing a young Palpatine? That's, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> he just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Is that, very, it's a few, like, stuff that you've, uh, like, few questions and stuff that you've dug pretty deep on where I'm just like, man, I didn't even think about that. Now we got to think oh, it over. <laughs> I've been wrapping my head around. There's there's some interesting stuff too. Like there's a planet in this new movie called Pisana, um, which at first everyone thought was a desert planet. But now, get this, Cody, this might be the first planet in the Star Wars uh, entire story that actually has multiple biomes. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> a planet that's not just desert or not just forest, but actually might have forest and desert. <laughs> Maybe a city or two. Maybe like some water. <laughs> yeah. Much like real life. <laughs> and then Doctor Strange shows up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm expecting, I'm full on expecting multiple flashbacks. I feel like, uh, the. I feel like because of the way The Last Jedi kind of ended, I feel like the only way truly forward in this movie is to like do some wild flashbacks where you create some new lore in order for them to chase down that lore in the new movie. Like I am full on expecting like a Palpatine flashback where he's training with his mentor, uh, Plagueis or whoever. Yeah. And Plagueis is telling him the way to achieve life is to put your soul into a 
a horcrux and then that horcrux is in the death star and then that's what they're trying to get some nonsense like that that's what i'm full-on going into this movie expecting palpatine (laughs) is the death star palpatine (laughs) is voldemort (laughs) (laughs) the death star is palpatine and palpatine is the death star (laughs) If there's a Death Star in this movie, I'm going to be so disappointed. I'm going to tell you right now. Just to now, watch another one not, destroy. Yeah. I'll and then be, a new Lego set. Will, yeah, exactly. Well, think about Poe. Poe's going to have a new X-Wing with like with like slightly different wings or color. Oh, yeah. He's got to have something sweet that I'm definitely going to buy the Lego set of. Because <laughs> I'm addicted. Well, I I'm excited about episode nine. I wasn't at first, but now that I've kind of unpacked it now that I've heard some of the interviews with J.J. Abrams saying how he's I think he literally is quoted as saying like quote unquote F it you know just doing what he thinks is right yeah swinging for the fences there's been a lot of talk about the ending being super epic and all that kind of stuff and John Williams is scoring a ton of music and John Williams has gone on record as saying that this new movie pulls themes from every other movie so I think we're going to get some duel of the fates I'm just saying it right now. We're going to get some Duel of the Fates with Finn. Or no, not with Finn. With Kylo and Rey smashing their lightsabers together. <laughs> so I'm saying it right now, Cody. That's like my one ironclad prediction of this whole podcast is some Duel of the Fates. Yeah, there's... Straight up It's definitely going to be like two and a half hours of everyone's fate. Oh, man. Imagine if Duel of the Fates kicked in right when like all the blue ghosties show up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would like choke on an m&m if that happened <laughs> it was it was my time i just like start peeing my pants wildly <laughs> erratically yeah i don't know i feel like the fan surface is going to be strong and i feel like for that reason a lot more people are going to like it than even they might think at this point but that does will that affect us people looking for a better story mm. i wouldn't go into this expecting a good story straight up i think I'd go into this expecting like, you know, cool visuals, Problem cool character moments. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say set your story expectations like super low. Yeah. Don't expect like, you know, the Godfather here or something. <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, um, of course, there's lots more Star Wars to talk about. We'll probably do another episode because we, we went pretty long on this one. But um, we'll talk about, we have lots of this Disney Plus stuff to talk about. There's Mandalorian. There's... There's the Obi-Wan Kenobi announcement. So There's Oh, yeah, you got Ryan Johnson's trilogy. You got the other trilogy by the writers of Game of Thrones. There's there's literally so much to speculate on. But um, as far as episode nine goes, I feel like we've covered a fair bit of ground Yeah, here. I feel like we've um, kind of worked, worked around everyone's characters in a way <laughs> yeah. and had some yeah, thoughts. Totally. So um, let us know your thoughts, what you think, the listener what you think is going to happen in episode nine. Let us know your theories, thoughts. Um, the best place to do that is our subreddit, which is IDO movie podcast. Check us out on Reddit. Um, we also on Instagram, we can shoot us an email. We're on Twitter. If you'd like Twitter and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the episode. Um, Cody, thank you so much, man, for letting me pick your brain about Star yeah, Wars. Thanks for, for having me. It's been, <laughs> it's been a great time. I just awesome, love sweating guys. in the closet talking about Star Wars. Oh, man. Yeah, for real. It is super sweaty over here. <laughs> like, you guys don't know this, but by the end of these episodes, it's like a thousand degrees. In my- <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> All right. Well, until the next time, guys, take care and thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.